PWO, 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 PWO. We'll have that and finish that thought because that would have been real bad. So, as always, welcome to the PWO WrestleCast. I'm your host, Matt Lilly. With me tonight, I got the All-Star cast. I got the Dean of Old School, D. Hawaita. I'm I'm right here, baby. Do your homework. We have the greatest referee in PWO history. It's the one, the only, Cod Sinclair. What does it say? It says Cod Sinclair. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Cod Callus. I mean. Uh, <laughs> but hey, also, hey, if nobody's going to put you over. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. <laughs> and as always, backed by popular demand, it's Pat. Going on. Oh, man. So, what a weekend we had, huh? It sure was. Um, I'm very excited. Usually you should see me over here. Uh, mm-hmm. So, do we just want to start right into War Games? We just got to do this? Oh, wait, wait, wait. First, first, congratulations, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch on your beautiful. Yay. Except you the dumbest freaking name. Come on, guys. Oh. It's, no. It's, no. Is it? No hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, and it's a, baby, it's a baby girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Hey, it's, I didn't, it's, hold on. Wait, wait. Now let me give you a clue. You put butter in a pan and melt it, and then you put flour. That's in a lot. With, you, and, <laughs> well, now it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I was going to go with the man. Oh. Hold on, Dwight. Would you? Would you be making a? Roo? I would be making a roux. That's what I would be making. Oh. That's was, right. it, was, was it a kangaroo? Not just a, a single, <laughs> it's just, it's a single just, roux. It just hopped straight out of there. Roux, that joke there here in the future. Um, it's spelled R-O-U-X, and I can't stand that people like that gross. put X's in everybody's name. Like, I, like, just, like, 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 just spell the damn name, all right? Come on. No, it's, hey, look, Ryan, it was, it was an homage to Lash LaRue. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, it better be a raging Cajun. (laughs) It would be so much cooler if that was true. (laughs) (laughs) Are are we going to... We're going to ignore all the bad you just did. Are we going to ruin the day that we had this conversation? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But wasn't that on Winnie the Pooh? Wasn't it Kanga and Rue? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay, great. I like my mind better. Yeah, it's all good. You guys ever? Uh, so I'd say it's, it's too early in the night to start making existential jokes here about how everyone is. So, oh God, I'd rather talk about how I definitely yeah. was Eeyore watching war games. So before we do that, just because it needs to be discussed, um, if you don't mind, uh, you know, going out into the world i know the pandemic is still going on but 
December 18th, Ring of Honor's final battle will be having fans at the show, and it will be at UMBC in Baltimore. I already have a close source trying to uh, get some um, information on how to acquire some of those for Podcast World Order. So. So if you can get your hands on some tickets, some quarantine tickets, uh, mm-hmm. Ring, of, Ring of Honor is back, and yes, it, it is, is better uh, than ever. And it is a Friday night, and um, they well, always it's a stacked card. It, final yeah. battle, final Very. battle in Baltimore is always a fantastic show. Yep, um, we've we as a group have gone twice. Obviously, some of us have gone more than uh, just the two times we all went together, but it is uh, normally a PWO tradition. Um, I don't know that we will all be able to get out there, obviously, with the uh, pandemic going on, but support Ring of Honor. They are fantastic. Yes, they are. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I may I did a little did a little investigation in that throughout. I don't have nearly the address book that Cod Sinclair has, but uh, you know, we and and we do have a couple of people we owe like beer to, and so they may have some interest in having us uh, able uh, the giving us the well, ability. To get we gotta make sure they're cool with that because I know BCB has been in the bubble trying to take care of, of everything and making sure he doesn't bring anything back home. So. Once again, respect. I know. I know everything they're going uh, through from what they've put out there is crazy. Yeah. Even if we can't get tickets to the show, man, I would. Uh, if those guys are willing, I'd love to hook up and throw back yeah. a few beers in Baltimore with those guys. Okay. I'd drive up. I'd drive up just for that. Yep. There um, you go. But we are we are going to cover that card actually next Thursday here. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, also, before we really get into it, you're going to want to watch Impact tomorrow, so yeah, you go, ahead. go ahead, check your local listings and where that's going to be. It's Access at, uh, for us, I believe, 8 o'clock, correct? 8 p.m., Access TV. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and help you guys out. There's a streaming service, and it's called Philo, P-H-I-L-O, all right? You pay $20 for the month, you get like 60-plus channels and including Axis and and including Vice. The good thing about having Vice is that you get all of their on-demand stuff. So all two seasons of Dark Side of the Ring um, is on there as well. And you, you get a seven-day free trial. So even if you're just interested in seeing Kenny Omega tomorrow night, um, I think it's worth a free trial. Um, if, you're, if you're interested in, in Dark Side of the Ring, um, it's definitely worth my $20 a month. So just an extra bonus. And I'll throw this out there as well for people who maybe don't have that $20. I know times be hard. I understand. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, I do believe they're still streaming their shows on Twitch. Oh, yeah. If you have Verizon, Access TV is uh, channel 68 or 568 for high def. Boom. There it is. The more, the more you know. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, shall we talk some war games? Did you yeah, know that arc match? I did. Um, and really, I'm really upset. Yeah, I wish we saw it, honestly. I only wanted half of that, but, I mean, 
is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So before before we get going in this as well, we are talking war games, but the big thing, everyone's been doing their best William Regal war games. Has anybody got a good one? Mm-mm. War games. I don't. War games. Now that someone's attempted it, we can move on. War games! <laughs> oh, there you go. Ryan's the best. All right. Let's do it. Uh, so, dark match, Legado del Fantasma defeated Kurt Stallion, Ashanti, the Adonis, and August Gray. Um, Why wasn't that on the main card? Because both of your uh, War Games matches took damn near an hour and a half. One of them you didn't need. At all. One was a total waste of time. Yeah. So I want to start this whole thing off by saying I I don't think there was a bad match in terms of in-ring work. I didn't think the women's match was very good at all. Um, I, I, this this card has gotten a lot of praise online. A lot of people have been coming out of the woodwork saying that this is an A plus show, um, mm-hmm. and I am just not on that hype. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm gonna rewatch it, and I'll come back here on Thursday and tell you guys if, if my opinion has changed. But a lot of things I didn't like about this card were either booking decisions in terms of I don't think they did a good job in terms of certain people going over. Um, but that's my opinion in terms of that. So that that's debatable. Uh, but I thought a lot of things in matches didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and we're going to start right off with the women's war games match team. Candice, uh, cancel raid Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez and Tony storm defeated team Shotzi, which was Shotzi Blackheart, Ember moon, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just explain how the finish happened. And then we're going to talk about the spots in between it. Uh, so the match ends when uh, Io Shirai has what I believe to be an arm triangle hanging on Raquel Gonzalez as she's uh, in between the two rings. Gonzalez picks her up with the one arm and delivers the one, the one handed power bomb that she's been doing as her finish uh, through a ladder in between the rings and pins her. So Raquel Gonzalez gets the win here uh, over Io Shirai to give her team the win. Um, but which I think a lot of us here kind of expected. Um, it, it was her, Tony Storm. The heels needed to go over to establish who was going to face Io Shirai next. But all right, let's get into this match here. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first thing, uh, Ember Moon. Her in-ring work has looked fine since returning. Um, man. She is not as fast as she was, though. No. Uh, I think no, her cardio has t- definitely taken a hit. I think she's tried to bulk up in terms of just being a little bit bigger. Um, but it, it, her her speed and cardio has definitely hurt. Um, mm. It showed when she was facing Dakota Kai right off the bat. Um, well, if you, if you saw NXT, like, on last Wednesday, the go-home yeah. show, she she was it, it was the same way it was like it's the ember moon it was the ember moon in slow motion uh it was i kind of felt bad for her although they did do a good job of i think building to this match and setting it up especially the whole tony storm 
heel turn from a week, you know, the week before. Um, I liked it. And I think that um, the, the setup was good. And Candice LeRae, you know, she's bumped like crazy for a few, you know, like a couple months now. Of course, I think that maybe I've caught up with her last night. But, but with all that said, and me trying to put it, why am I po- trying to put a positive spin on this? I don't think you're I'll the start. only one who's gonna. Well, I, I was just trying to, I was trying to like not completely uh, just, just unload on it. I'll let you guys do that. Um, guys go, ahead. go ahead. Tell me why it sucked. Now I'm not a professional wrestler. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but even just in having, you know, guys like the bouncers on and them, you know, saying how hard it is to kind of rebuild that cardio up a little bit once you've had a long time off. Um, More specifically, um, before she made her in-ring return to NXT, she hadn't hadn't been in the match in 13 months. Um, Now, I can only imagine what it would be if any one of us really um, took off for over a year and then come back and be, you know, be, be expected to do this. However, she's had five, five matches since then. And it's been over two and it's been about two months. So um, if the cardio is not back, I don't know if it's going to come back is the problem. And right. that kind of doesn't have her at the top of the women's division as maybe some of us had hoped to kind of bolster the division a little bit. Yeah, and you know the thing is, Ryan, and as you were talking, that was—I mean, I, that was one of the things I remember from talking to um, Ryan Malonis and and Beer City Bruiser about being big guys and their cardio. But in her case, it's you know WWE is a different thing. She's on a salary; they have the performance center. It's really no excuse, you know, as far as like not having a chance to wrestle. They—I mean—they've been. She's had facilities, but I don't think that's it. It might just be the injury, you know. Well, I think that's also a very fair assessment, but I do think there's definitely like, she definitely looks more muscular now than she did when she left. Yeah. Um, like she's definitely, I think walking around at a heavier weight than she was. And I definitely think that is a, an attributing factor as well. Um, so here's my thing. I don't even really care about the lack of lungs, the the lack of cardio. The thing that really bothered me about her her match was it was all it was all sloppy, and it seemed like things she uh, you know I, I haven't watched a lot of Amber Moon since she came back. Admittedly, uh, you know I prefer AEW, but um, she just like throw in these lazy like low kicks to knock Dakota Kai over she totally missed on a hurricane rana like where Mm -hmm. you saw Dakota Kai like catch her ankles and like throw herself it was so bad it was off um she just looks sloppy and ring I don't know if she rushed back because they felt like they needed her and she didn't spend enough time getting the ring rust knocked off. But it, it's just like you said, like, this is WWE. You have, you know, if you're in NXT, you have the performance center. You have the ability to get yourself ready to re-debut. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of things, I think, that stuck out in this match that seemed a little off. 
Shotzi Black. So also the faces had the advantage for the match, mm-hmm. um, which was then stopped by them locking Yosurai out until Candice LeRae got in the ring, which I get it. Heels doing heel things, but yeah. uh, it was just another one of those things where it's like Candice LeRae goes for the pin knowing you can't win the match until everyone's in the ring. Like It's almost like you forgot your own rules of the match. You'd be a moron, yeah. Yeah, which like I get it, you know, Quick thinking heels, not realizing the full com- uh, full full consequences of things. Like okay, um, but man, <sighs> Shotzi Blackheart when she comes in brings the the toolbox in and a crowbar. I did not see the crowbar used once. Um, I don't think it was. It was uh, I feel like I was pretty good enough job paying attention to this match. Don't throw it in there if you're not going to use it. I know you were trying to show, uh, especially like how much of a point she made to like, oh it, look, I have this crowbar. Like I, it was like very evident. Like uh, this is because when she didn't use it immediately, Matt, we were both like, oh well, that's clearly going to play into the end of the match. Yeah, I didn't. It did no bearing on the match whatsoever. Well, but she did have a nice, a new tank though that was, yeah, incredible. And that's why they. That's why she had tools because she was fixing the tank. Which okay, yeah, <laughs> I get that you're putting this over, but it stop. It's so out of place. <laughs> right. Let, let me just put my toolbox underneath the ring for later. But also, like, <laughs> but also, like, the isn't there already? Isn't there supposed to be a toolbox already there? Like, yeah, I mean, come on. The whole tank entrance is stupid because she came out by herself in the tank after everyone else came out, and then like she parked the tank so they could all get on it and pose on the tank. Also, like, that was really dumb though because the hard cam wasn't where they were like posing. Yes, which is super dumb. Okay, uh, AEW has it right. Just they stuck with it. They're not changing crap, crap around. Okay, the hard cam is the hard cam. It just doesn't move. Just, just come, everyone come out on the tank to Shotzi's music. Yeah, right. You save time off for later. Yeah, right. I don't get it. Um, but, and, and then the and then of course the garbage can coffin drop thing. So yeah, way Io Shirai gets back in the match, climbs uh, up of the cage of War Games with a trash can sticks her tongue out, puts the trash can on over herself, and then uh, front front coffin drops. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another spot that a lot of people are, like, giving a lot of praise to, but I didn't see it until she took to Twitter and wrote, I'm trash, with, like, the devil winky face on it. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even her, like, it's it's so out of her character. She is, like, um, becoming a cartoon, which is very frustrating. Which is, like, WWE's MO for foreigners. Yeah. To be, char- <laughs> you know, to be caricatures. Yeah, that's true. And, like, you weren't doing that to her when she was a heel, so why are you doing it to her when she's a face? Don't know how to book hey. a foreigner. Ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I have two more things, really, to hit for this match. Uh, the first is inevitably what I what's being reported is what broke 
Candice LeRae's arm. Um, Candice LeRae broke her arm, supposedly, in this match. I mean, there's been confirmed that there's been a lot of injuries. I don't know if it's been confirmed that her arm is broken yet. No, it's, uh, Triple H said she was going to need an x-ray. So take that as you will. Um, so uh, Io Shirai is at the top of a ladder, getting ready to do the moonsault uh, to Candice LeRae, who has the chair on her stomach. So Shirai gets to the top and stops. Oh, wait, no, this wasn't Shirai. This was um, Shotzi. Shotzi, who did the, the cannonball drop. Um, sorry, not Eo. Cannonball drop with Shotzi. Um, so she gets she gets to the top and is waiting. Cancel the race and he's like, oh. Flips the chair over and then just, come on. Let the arm gesture. She deserved to get her arm broke for being bad in ring. <sighs> I'm not going to go that far, but like. I, I will. You, That's fine. You cannot. Good, be that open with it. Good goodbye, Poison Pixie. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. Get off. Hopefully, this is the road back to Johnny Gargano not being a heel anymore. You know it's uh, with what happened. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. The other thing I really want to point out here, um, and Brian Alvarez pointed this out, and I have gone back and I've listened to this. The Hyped-in noises between this and the main event are drastically different. Mm -hmm. And I get that you're trying to put over your main event as something special, but these are the same stipulations, and you you have the choice to pipe in a more excited audience crowd. You have the Mm -hmm. choice to do it, and you chose not to. Well, and... You know, I think you're right there, and and they've made some really poor choices with the piped-in chants and things like that. I mean, just really, I mean, yeah, just terrible stuff they've done. And to say that, uh, just to to contrast that, um, in and I'm a EPL fan, so um, we in in England they had fans back at the at the at the matches this week, and you could tell the difference. You know, it was just such a, and it's only and they only have like where they're at like twenty percent capacity, but you could still tell the difference. However, in this, I think the they it was like to have the women's war games match just to have a women's war games match. The war games is supposed to be like these two people. We can settle this no other way, and that fit for the men's war games match. It did not fit for this. I would have um, preferred. Sorry, Pat. I'm gonna let you go here in a minute. I just I would have almost preferred if they had the Tony Storm heel turn earlier, and had it be Ember Moon and Tony Storm teams. Because yeah, that would have made more sense to me. Or, or, or just, you know what would have been even better? Have Tony Storm turn heel during the match. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like something crazy to build for the future. This just seemed like a match. And the you whole, put over Indy Hartwell in this match. The, by whole, the whole purpose is to put Raquel over because they think she's China. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with that. It, it's, I mean, that's what this is. She's, she's, they think she's the new age China. They're putting her over. She's going to win the belt off EO. Oh my gosh, Pat! Why do you why do you do this to us? Well, you know, WWE booking—it's like uh, teaching sixth-grade history because it continuously repeats itself. Yeah. 
Does anyone else have any closing thoughts on the women's war game match? Um, Raquel Gonzalez might have hurt Io if we don't know about all the injuries because she shorted her, uh, throwing her across the ladder at the finish. Um, and just in general with war games, uh, just kind of like Dwight said, and I said this to you last night, Matt, um, the WWE needs to stop in general, like every, every gimmick match that is meant to be hardcore, WWE just needs to drop with, mm-hmm. with the lack of ability to do things in ring and mm-hmm. the lack of ability to bleed, the lack of the ability to take risks and to just be brutal in general. Like this, these, both of these war games matches were a joke when you go and look at like the bunkhouse match that Dustin and QT had or the, or, huh? Even the war games from last year. Yeah, but any right. of the, any of the war games, it doesn't matter. I'm saying in general, um, you know, you had the bunkhouse match and you had the street fight. And those matches at AEW are raw and real. And you see dudes get busted up. You see dudes uh, get cut open. You see, you know, and, and AEW does a lot of blading. Um, they've got a lot of guys that are willing to blade and, and do it, um, you know, and, and to make it look better and make it look real. You know, even the Mox Kingston match uh, with the tax and the alcohol, um, you know, I had a student who doesn't really watch. He's a he's a wrestling fan, but he's he grew up a WWE fan. He's a Roman Reigns, John Cena fan, and he was even talking to me about uh, the Kingston Boxley match, going like, "Oh man, the tax were bad, but oh, he threw the alcohol on him. You know that was really bad." Like, oh, yeah. yes. Um, but like, they need to go away from these matches because. AEW is putting these matches on on Wednesday nights and they're superior matches. And not only are they more bloody and brutal, but they also tell better stories too. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just superior matches. They need to go away from it completely because they're getting killed and AEW is giving away on, on Wednesday night TV. Like they just mm-hmm. have to stop. It doesn't work. It's not working. Yeah, I'll very quickly piggyback off of something that Pat had mentioned that I've been saying for years. The gimmick pay-per-views have gotta go. It's all three raw, it's 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 all three brands. It really is. Hell in a cell's gotta go. Elimination Chamber has gotta go. Um and we really need to get back to why these matches are are put in place. It's it's exactly what Dwight Dwight said. It, it this is supposed to be a feud ender, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If a, not a forever that, kind of feud ender. Yeah, yeah, if not that, you should be able to build like at least another main main event storyline off of it, and not, and nothing came of this, okay? It, it it is it is purely there, and I don't care if we get flack flack for this. It's there just to say, hey. We 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 believe in gender equality. Okay, the men can have a match, the women can have a match. That's solely why that was put in here. Mm-hmm. And there's yep. 
And once again, there's a way to do it where it makes sense, but uh, and to me, I almost want to blame the Royal Rumble for this. And okay. maybe I am coming at this the wrong way, but you know the gimmick is coming up every year and it's the most successful thing. I mean, it's one of our favorite shows of the year. It might be the favorite show in terms of that. <laughs> um, and it's successful because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Having the elimination chamber every year at the same time, I, I will give them their their due diligence in that they've made it make sense in terms of, well, we know who the Royal Rumble winner is challenging. We need to establish who the other one is. You need to go through hell to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the years that we do that for the champion, it doesn't make too much sense, mm-hmm. uh, and it just it, it feels unnecessary. Having a Hell in a Cell match just to have a Hell in a Cell match is unnecessary. Um, and that, and they ruined any chance of that match being worth a shit anymore when they stopped it because of uh, when when Rollins and, and the Fiend that that was the death of the Hell in a Cell. Um, and I love TLC. I love the TLC matches. You can't just have an annual TLC without it making sense. The The initial introduction of TLC was perfect because it made the utmost sense with the characters involved in the match. If you have a dude who's bringing out a ladder every week, you know, that makes sense for him to be in a TLC match at some point. But if you're just right. doing it as like, a, we're putting you in this match because it's that time of the year and this is where the champion defends the title. Like, there's no storyline for it right Um, and all we're waiting for is the is for jeff hardy to finally die that's that's what we're just oh my god it feels like it's coming and i hate hate saying it was the night (laughs) yeah i'm about to say the match of the lie is the other night okay we've gone on a whole new tangent here let's bring it back to war games um we're gonna start another here for me um because this is where i am about to go off i think Okay. Tomasa Champa versus Tim. Yeah. Okay. Who cares about Big Brook of British Miles, Matt? Pat, he's from California. Timothy Thatcher. His he, character. His character is clearly American. His his character is clearly English. You're getting him mixed up with Danny Birch. No, I'm not. No. I know who Timothy Thatcher is, and that Snaggletooth needs from to see it. California. Mm-hmm. So, here's where this is frustrating for me. And yes, okay, this was a good match for all intents and purposes. It was not a bad match to sit and watch and enjoy. The issue with it is Timothy Thatcher can't win on TakeOver. Right. His only marquee win is against Matt Riddle, and I don't know what they renamed it, but it was essentially the Lions' Den match. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Matt Riddle's a perennial loser in NXT and the main roster as well. Right. Matt Riddle lost every opportunity he had at a singles title. He right. won the NXT take uh, tag titles with Pete Dunne because Pete Dunne is also considered, you know, one of the longest reigning champions in modern history. Yeah. Okay. The bros are weights. Yes. You, you, you lose emphasis when your only marquee win is a guy who can't win a big one as well. And, yeah. And this is it. Well, I, I, when, when, 
Right. And I thought when, when Timothy Thatcher signed with WWE, I remember, because if you want to watch Timothy Thatcher, go to, go to YouTube and MLW and watch Timothy Thatcher against Filthy Tom Waller. If you want to see Timothy Thatcher. Blood sport. Yeah. And, and so, and then, so when he signed, I was like, what on earth are they going to do with Timothy Thatcher? You know, it's like, oh, we'll put him with that other guy that used to be a real fighter, you know, Matt Riddle. And it was just it seems like they just didn't know what to do with either one of them. I mean, at least Matt Riddle's entertaining. I'll throw that out. But here's the issue. Champa's already put out there. He's not going to the main roster. Right. That his neck can't can't survive it, which right. you know what? I get it. You got to take care of your health. At the end of the day, that is the utmost important thing. Yeah. Because no one will survive. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, hey, what's left for Champa to do in NXT? There's nothing. Mm. Uh, maybe the North American title to have held all the titles. I think that's about the only thing. Champa Gargano. For the, no, I, yeah, but they can't. They can't right. do that because in the stipulation that they did at the beginning of COVID, if they ever touch each other again, they're fired from NXT. Right. So you've already I, thrown that out. That could be your Gargano way to the main roster. There's mm-hmm. no way that that's going to happen. There's Gargano way. That's right. I, I even, why is why is why is Champa winning this match? Mm. I, I like Tommaso Champa. I really do. I think he's great in ring. He's become very stale in terms of the storytelling with him. They're all blending the same. Um, Thatcher needed this win more. At this point, why should we care about Timothy Thatcher? I don't. Yeah, but I don't think you ever really did. No, I need him to go see a dentist. <laughs> I remember him when he was good in MLW. For that, but you know, for that matter, I don't give a shit about Tommaso Ciampa either. Nope, if if he refuses, and you know, honestly, if he refuses to go to the main roster, they should cut his ass because there ain't yep. shit. There ain't shit for him to do in NXT. He's wasting a spot that you could be developing other people. <laughs> How about Bronson Reed? Yeah, oh, not even on the ro- not even on the show last night. Yeah, no, you're right though. Like, there's nothing for Champa to do. Mm-hmm. He his character's stale. It's just like Organo. The characters are stale because they've and it's the you know it really is the core problem of wwe or nxt in general at this point when nxt was rolling along and was a machine and was can't miss tv was when you were cycling people out of there in eight to 12 months Mm -hmm. and you had new exciting storylines every half a year and new exciting people right and now gargano and champa are locked into two matches every takeover, basically. And no one gives a shit about them anymore because there's nothing for them to do. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's, and you know, Matt, we on the, on the chat, we were talking about the territory days and that's something that the territory days had was if a guy got stale, he went away. He lost a loser leaves town match. He was gone for, eight months and then when he came back it was a big deal and then you know he and you you brought him in i think what happened was when nxt went on went to being a tv show 
that's when yes. it started. It started going wrong. Also, stopped rotating your your cast. Yes. Now you need Adam Cole on the show every week. You need Chomp yes. on the show every week. You need Gargano on the show every week. Yes. And it survived because you had these three to four week tapings, and you didn't have the same person wrestling every week. Guys right. like Bronson Reed could get a shot to shine on TV. Mm-hmm. Guys like Swerve, who hasn't been on TV since he <laughs> lost the Cruiserweight title match to right. San Francisco mm-hmm. Bar. Uh, people, and here's a name I don't think we've talked about in literally months, Aaliyah and Robert Stone and the Robert Stone brand right. are gone. Right. It would have made sense for them to be in this in the War Games match for the entire feud against Shotzi, but nope. That's right. Well, and I, I think that's your, you know, you hit on something there when you talked about the, you know, how we used to get excited, right? Just think about it. We, we really should be excited for, um, for the Rascals, well, two thirds of the Rascals to debut on NXT. Instead, we all have this, why on earth did they sign with NXT? That's well, what, you know, our reaction was completely different. Two years ago, we would have been loving it. We would have, it would have been exciting and we couldn't wait. Now we're like, oh gosh, we can't wait for this to go off the rails or see what they turn them into. The only the only thing I would say against that is just the nature of the rascals character. I, I characters, I think we would still give cause for pause with you know, just the nature of what they were in impact. Uh yeah, even though we, knew, away with I mean, they, we you know that their gimmick was gonna have to be overhaul. Really? Yeah, yeah. okay, whatever. I'm still. I saw. You don't. You don't think so? I mean, they're gonna no, come I'm, out. They're no. gonna come out the bong rips. No, you're. No, no you're exactly. <laughs> you're exactly right. But I'm just saying that when when and I use them as an example because they're current. But yeah. when anyone signed with NXT that we already knew, Bobby Roode or Samoa Joe and all, you know, when those guys when they signed with NXT, we're like, oh gosh, I can't wait because there was like this path to WrestleMania for them, right? And we were going to see that development. Now it's like, oh gosh, what, they're going to ruin them, you know? It's you know be when horrible. that died for me? Like genuinely, you know when that died for me? Okay. That excitement of NXT? That died the WrestleMania that Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura lost their <laughs> title matches after yeah. coming up. And that wasn't really NXT's fault, though. I mean, no, I, that, I don't see... The, the chance for them to go to the main roster and be successful completely went out the door. So it almost became a friggin' uh, death sentence. Well, we, it, it's because we got that in Dallas when Shinsuke beat Sammy and Asuka won the title off Bailey. We just expected the same thing. Um, but God, uh, I, I, I just, Ciampa, go away. I mean, the best thing for Gargano would be to go away for six months and come back as a, a, a damn face Dang again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how good Gargano here in a minute. Uh, honest, yeah. Honestly, the best thing for Gargano would have been to get freaking killed last night and off TV and then come back as a baby face as an entrant to the Royal Rumble and, and be put on SmackDown. Um, and immediately put into a feud with Daniel Bryan. Have him get eaten by Roman Reigns. On his <laughs> yeah. Uh, but legitimately, that would make sense. Roman Reigns is twice the size of Gargano. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give reasons why Roman Reigns should win matches. Vince McMahon does that enough. 
Moving on. Okay. Does anyone have any other thoughts on Champa Thatcher here? I feel like Move on. Hammered this one. I apologize because another rant's coming. Of next, Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. There we go. Perfect. Here's here's a match that, to Pat's point exactly, a AEW gave away on free TV weeks and weeks ago, and, and it, it was ten was times the match. Miles better. Here is the big the big thing that we noticed in this match, and Pat was the one who pointed this out, so I'm gonna let him talk about it. So whether it is a WWE trained thing for safety or whether Dexter Loomis just really sucks. Um, when you swing a strap so far past the person that you hear it hit the mat before it hits the person's back, and that is done repeatedly, like, what are you doing? So we're so afraid to actually hit these guys with straps that we fucking... Can't like we can't even swing this thing. Like it was so it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, you want to think about something. I was thinking about this when I when because I I basically tuned that match out because and I like Cameron Grimes and I like what they've been doing. It's kind of it's entertaining, but the strap match and all I could think of was MJF hitting Cody with that belt when he was given, remember that like a year ago, you know, Cody. Ooh, yeah. and the sound that that made and the welts on his back. And I'm going, and these you know, guys, they can't even fake it. Well, here's the thing too. That's we, exactly we what that. I was saying, man. Then you're going like, God, did AEW just go too far? Was, was that- <laughs> No, no, no. I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like the general reaction on Twitter, on, on social media, was fans going like, oh my God, this made me uncomfortable. This almost was like, th- this wasn't necessary. We didn't need to go to this lengths. And it, it made the story so much more, so much more. And Cody Rhodes is the dude to take it. And I'm not going to ever knock him for that. That dude will give his body. I'll, I'll knock the way he runs the business. But that's a prime example of people that have watched too much WWE. And that's awful that's a stupid stupid take to to have um you know matches like this have you know have been going on for as long as wrestling has been a sport and man is it just bad um just so so it goes back to my whole point of if you're not going to do it right go away from it like stop having these matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and here is here is my real frustration for this one as well. God, I, I'm piling out on this show. I apologize. I, once again. Yeah, I don't know what people are talking about. Like this is a well-received show. This is one of the worst takeovers I've ever watched. I'm look, and once again, I'm I'm not trying to take away from the in-ring work. I don't think the in-ring work was bad. I genuinely don't. What, what it was average, though. It wasn't. You can't stack it up against almost any of the other NXT takeover cards and pretend that it was on the level of most of them. You could probably find a handful. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can think of two or three off the top of my head. But out of thirty-two now, like 
This was in the bottom 10. You better be easily. So easily. here is my issue. Okay. Another issue? Yeah. This, this <laughs> is where I, I want Pat to get to his point that he made last night watching the show. Cameron Grimes went 0-3 in this rivalry. Why do we need to have a strat match? Right. He didn't win anything. He, he hasn't won. He hasn't gone a good luck in this match except for the one time where he attacked uh, Dexter Loomis and hit him with the cave-in on the chair. But Dexter Loomis already got that match taken care of when he won the, the Haunted House match. I don't care what the actual name is. Oh, wow. Like. Wow. What? Yeah. Uh, I know that. Let's just let, let let let's just keep going. Uh Washington gonna beat the Steelers. Wow. Okay. Um so here's my issue. Cameron, issue. You put up there. I, I, yeah, I'm putting I'm putting out my all my issues. Cameron Grimes is supposed to be a dude who you've put as like this guy could be a great North American champion. He's great in ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ever going to be the world champion, but he's a dude who should reasonably win, you know, the North American title. Once again, he just got decimated by Dexter Loomis for like, what, three months now? It feels like maybe just two, but definitely since October. Also, what is Cameron Grimes? Because they're walking that face heel line. With oh, he's him. a heel. He, he's the Carolina caveman. He's been yeah, yeah, but like, he, he's charismatic and people get behind him. Like, they yeah, walk- but like- the North American title to to to, to bring Jobber Leon Ruff, you know, um, and we guys that are fighting uh, in 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 these stupid storylines that should that that deserve better. You know, it, I don't, I don't get it. And well, also, when we're talking about what's Cameron Grimes, what's Dexter Loomis? The, well, that right. was I was yeah. that was exactly where I was going with this conversation is there there is no explanation for who you're supposed to get behind so when is he going to be the serial killer that he's designed to be yeah and that's the whole he's he's been stalking cameron grimes dexter loomis is kane after after snitsky uh killed uh lita's baby oh no oh i was thinking hide and reich I was just going with Heidenreich. No, Heidenreich raped Michael, <laughs> Michael Cole. We can't get past that. <laughs> I thought he was in the uh, Warriors. And that's and that's just my and that's just I'm just like I'm watching that go and like yeah. So I thought Cameron Grimes was a heel, but like he's legitimately being stalked by this dude who As like they're they're afraid to call a serial killer, but is pretty much a serial killer. Yeah. But, uh, so, but in terms of matches, at but the, we the but we want to cheer for the guy who's already thrown somebody else in the you know, um, you know, abducted another person on TV and, and multiple people. He yeah. almost abducted the whole uh, undisputed era. Like yeah. threw him in the back. Guy, of the off. Totally okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> like what are we no. doing? Yeah. We, yeah. It's not. I don't think it's worthy of us discussing anymore. I, I did. I, I will say this though, and, and it helped me to understand some of it. I saw what it was. What culture? Uh, I think put a video out about WWE house shows and things that you realize going to a house show that you don't realize if you just watch on TV. 
And one of the things, if you've ever been to a WWE house show that you that is very glaringly obvious is it is for children. It is one, it is for children. <laughs> that that's what it's that's what it's for. And so that's why when they do these matches like this, it just this isn't for kids, right? And so it's it's a strap match, it's supposed to be violent. No, we have to do a strap match, but we have to do a strap match and also sell action figures, you know, to little kids. Yeah, like the War Games ring that's now available on Amazon. Right. And so if you understand that, it's like, this isn't wrestling. This is a infomercial for action figures. Sorry. All right. People thought this was a good uh, pay-per-view, huh? Yeah, it got, a cage side gave People it a B minus. A plus pay-per-view. I didn't hear that. I heard a cage side seat said B minus, and I think B, that was generous. B minus is acceptable based on some of the work rate, in my yeah, opinion. I would, I would be okay with a B minus. I would probably give it a C plus, mm-hmm. just because the entering work was good. Brian Zane gave this an A, with his only glaring issue being the poor timing in the women's War War Games match. Okay, <laughs> whatever you yeah, say. I'm with him, but I don't know on this one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing. But... <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Any other thoughts on this one before we move on? No. Yeah. yeah. Some people are glass. Some people are glass half full people. Some people are glass half empty people. And some are. Some people like me are. Hey, I think this is piss. <laughs> and, and then you take another taste, and you're like, "Oh no, this is definitely piss." <laughs> <laughs> sorry i get called a stooge on here because i go to bat for wwe a lot of these times and i yeah. i really can't on this one right so uh, i don't know what that tells you yeah you're like yeah i would it tells us everything you know what though i would love to defend nxt and i would love to defend they're the best brand know, of WWE. but it's oh. so stale yeah, it is. The difference between when they came to TV and, and beforehand is terrifying. And yes. I don't think it – I mean, everything to do with them being on TV has to do with AEW and counter-programming. But, mm-hmm. like, I think it has everything to do with, well, now we have to worry about ratings, so now we have to have the same people. You can't do what made NXT successful in the first place. Like, physically, mm-hmm. just on the TV. Triple threat match for the NXT North American <laughs> title. Just get, just get to the finish. Champion Leon Ruff is defending against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Um, Gargano wins the title. He's the first three-time North American champion. So we have um, seven ghost faces appear in this match. Seven of them. Count them. Seven. All right, one of them, not in the ghost face costume, but wearing just black sweats and black pants. <laughs> so like, yeah, that was really, really bad. This is the company that's known for top production, right? And you can't afford seven ghost face costumes, but you get seven masks. God, we got six. What do we do, guys? Uh, just put just put them in black sweats, black you know sweatshirt. Our fans are morons; they won't know. <laughs> And like it was glaringly obvious to me. I hate. Uh, so we get the reveal. So, of one of so them. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm, okay. Well, 
Well, hold on. Somebody, uh, and I'll have to see who, I can't even remember who said it, but it's not me, called them retribution. <laughs> oh, that might have been true. The best thing out of all of it was T-Bar. Uh, yes. Damn it, I hate, I hate calling him T-Bar. I really hate calling him T-Bar. T-Bar <laughs> on Twitter, Twitter bar, put out there. Oh, I wondered where the rest of Retribution guys went. I see Johnny Gargano invited them all over to celebrate Halloween or something. You know what? Retribution might be really terrible. Um, but they're, having, they're killing it on Twitter. They really are. They're letting them talk about uh, beating AEW and ratings on Thursdays. Yeah, they're killing it. Uh, but uh, So we got the reveal of one of them. We got the reveal that Austin Theory is one of the ghost faces. It was me, Austin. It was me, Austin, all along. And literally, obviously playing off of Jeff Paul's favorite line in WWE ever, um, where he has to watch it once a week. Um, <laughs> but, okay, we got one of them. Who are the other six? Why does Johnny Gargano have six ghost faces? What has Johnny Gargano done? <laughs> Okay, let's not seven person following. Let's not overthink this. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you really care? It was just Austin Theory. He's just Why? really he, no no no. He's just really, really fast. <laughs> like it was literally just Austin Theory. It wasn't seven. It was Austin Theory. I mean, did you see the other six after the match? It was just Austin Theory standing up there with a the car. Game. All right, hold on. Hold on. Over the other three on the outside of the ring. Um, no, no, so, they were they weren't there. They so they the match leading up to this was okay. I guess I didn't like how every time like Leon Ruff was you know trying to you know was trying to get some offense on on Gargano, and then Priest was like, "Get out of my way." And then Leon Ruff would like slap him in the face or something. And then there would be like this like five second pause and it would just be a stare down. And he was but, like, What are you doing? Get out of my way. It, ben, ben is right. Austin Theory knows how to clone himself. Anyone who's ever watched Naruto understands that Pat, there's a there's a there's a cloning jutsu. I really yeah, want that Ben was right. Look, just just in the same way that I can call out Triple H for being wrong about things, when Ben happens to get something right, you gotta <laughs> give him credit for it. You better go play the play the lotto. Yeah. Look. Um, I don't think that Leon Ruff was was a was a credible champion. I don't know why this was a storyline from the jump. It was a waste of time. Wait. It was a waste of TV time. Where's Bronson freaking Reed? It, okay, it illegitimized illegitimize that belt. That belt is not worth shit right now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Twenty four seven title. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't go that far, but I, but it, but it was it was definitely an ill-advised. I, you know, I don't know what they were trying to. See, I, I think I think when they published a picture of Trips standing mm. next to Leon Ruff, raising his hand and laughing with the belt down around that dude's ankles, like for me, that's it. Like you have now made this world title a joke because this guy can't strap it around his waist. 
you're ba- you're basically saying like this guy who can't lace his boots up is a, a champion. Listen, and I thought about this because last night they're going they're going you know, through you know, the introductions, and they said he was 150 some odd pounds. Okay, yeah, no I'm like, guy. well. Well, why is why why is he a champion? He's a, he, he's he's essentially a glorified jobber. The immediate thought I had was somebody to say, "Oh, well, you know, what about Ray, Ray Ray Mysterio? He's he's a credible worker, okay? Hello. He has miles and miles of in-ring work. Where you know my you know fiance is not a ref, and then I just get a title shot. Like I'm like no, this is there because. I, I highly will encourage here you go. I am gonna go to bat for NXT here. Highly encourage anyone to go watch Leon Ruff's match matches in progress or evolve. I can't remember exactly which company it is. The dude can go. He's quick. He he's fun to watch in ring. All right. He's we'll put him out there as Santos Damian Priest. But like he doesn't look horrible next to Johnny Gargano, who's only what? He's got Gargano's gotta be what, one ninety? 199. The problem with, with what you're saying. Like they give Rey Mysterio four inches. The, 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 the problem, and it's not with what you're saying, it's about the people that were jumping over to give Leon Ruff the North American yeah. title and put him in the spotlight. Put him on the damn card. Okay, we have, okay, Legato del Fantasma was, on the, was, on, was in a dark match. Okay, we're ju- we're jumping over credible workers. Why? It makes no sense. This could have been Swerve, and you could still it ride off the cruiserweight, even though I think he weighs more than Johnny Gargano. But the issue is, you need to find someone smaller than Gargano, and Gargano is in the spot. And that, and that that would be a woman. I mean, honestly. And ultimately. Gargano shouldn't be put in the position where we have to find someone smaller on smaller than him to pick on because he should never be a heel. The the core problem is is they started this whole thing. The the storyline was uh, you know, we're gonna do this whole story about Johnny Gargano can't defend titles. Uh he loses his first title defense every time and we totally went away from it like they didn't even mention it again after like a week and it's like well now it's really just about Leon Ruff who Mm -hmm. is a joke champ and Damian Priest feels bad about hitting him but he's definitely got a razor edge him into a wall but also when he razor edges him through that like that should have been the end of the match Uh. also i'm kind of agitated that uh it doesn't seem like this was gonna blow off priest and gargano i mean i think that this is gonna continue going forward and i don't know that i have any interest in seeing this feud continue Maybe if Priest was the heel, but no, I, I don't. I don't care. No, no. I mean, like if Priest was the heel from the start, maybe because Johnny Gargano shouldn't be the guy trying to get heat on someone three times his size. Yeah. Small heels only work if they're chicken shit and avoading at all costs. And like or, they tried or Adam Cole. 
sure, yeah. But you know what, though? They legitimized Adam Cole in the sense that he's going to out-wrestle you, he's going to outwork you, he's going to kick you in the face 10,000 times, and you're going to drop. Like, that's what it is. That's how you book a, a, a heel champion like that. Gargano's in this middle, like, I'm a heel, but I'm going to outwork you, but I'm going to chicken shit. And also... Who is who has Cole had title defenses against? Mm-hmm. Gargano, oh. had Champa, Elvatine Dream, Dream. Dream, Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. Keith Lee, ACH. I'm not gonna call him by his other name. ACH. Um, and then finally, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, who won the belt off. Yeah. Keith Lee, where it makes sense that. Adam Cole can't outwork, outmuscle, and outspeed all of it. He can outspeed, but he's not going to be able to do everything else. You know? His opponents made sense where he would lose. You're expecting us to have Johnny Gargano beat Damian Priest, who you have booked to be this dominant dude. And he's shown to be dominant. You know? Mm -hmm. The loss to Finn Balor, you know? But... Okay. Let's beat this one to death. That's it's. I think we've killed this match. What else? I mean, we could repeat the same thing over and over about all the matches, except for the main event. You know, does anyone have anything else for this one before we move on? No. Up next is the main event, and this match was good. It was good. Um, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about this one. I'm going to be honest with you. Here's where you'll see me praise it the most. It is the men's war games. It is the Undisputed Era uh, versus Team McAfee. I guess they're not the kings of NXT anymore. They're mm-hmm. Team McAfee. Yeah, I think the big thing, um, especially during the match, we were all watching it, and even you know moments before the match started, is that we were all looking to see which one would be would uh, be the swerve, you know, and. Um, I kind of like that nobody swerved, um, mm-hmm. just for the sake of a swerve. Um, but I, th- I think we were all thinking that it was going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Pat, Pat had a really good observation for the good majority of the match. Kyle O'Reilly was like the only one who had taken off the new Undisputed Era shirt, mm-hmm. and on the back of it was Undisputed Era forever. He was the only one who took it off for the longest time until Roddy did uh, did it well. Kyle O'Reilly also would have made the most sense to flip in the sense that, like, you know, we he, he's been built to be a main event guy, but he's never been the leader. Um, even though, uh, to Cole's credit, you know, Cole has been supportive and was supportive of him wrestling for the world title. Um, you know, even though they booked it that way, I think it would have been it would have been cool for them to go that way. Or maybe Roddy. Uh, you know, Roddy flipped on Pete Dunn to come in, so I wouldn't have really liked that. I think I would, it's fair. I, 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 you know, it just I don't know. Roddy, I'm I'm a kind of to be honest with you. Like, I was kind of hoping for an implosion of UE. If nothing else, maybe he would finally get his time to be the main eventer. 
Yeah. Um, because Roddy is certainly capable of being the main eventer. Roddy versus the world. Um, what is left? The only thing I didn't really care for about this match, um, was the way they did some big spots. Uh, the other teams bounce back like incredibly too quick. Um, and some stuff like that. Um, but other than that, uh, where, where, do, where are we going with this? I mean, I kind of felt like I'm, I don't know, I have mixed emotions. I'm happy UE won because I like UE, but where's the booking going? I mean, you just kill all the momentum for for uh, McAfee's group. Um, you know, are they just going to magically pull UE and take them to Friday night as a foil for the uh, tribal chief? And, <laughs> I, mean, no. I would think the better answer would be Raw, um, since they yeah. debuted on NXT trying to take out Drew McIntyre, maybe have Cole versus McIntyre. That would be that would be good continuation, but that you make the assumption that WWE is gonna understand how to, you know, have some continuity with their storylines. So mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a funny tweet last last night as as the undisputed era came came out. Um, they were getting ready to go into their shark cage, and um, you know WWE on Fox put out a tweet. Oh hey, you guys look good in red. You would look better in blue. Yeah, not a subtle. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not like being subtle whatsoever. So, I think I think that this is exactly leading to that. Um, however, um, we get there. Um, I think that the end game for this entire feud was, hey, there's somebody from the outside who's questioning like credibility for the last handful of years. Oh, let me have a match. Oh well, he well he beat me. Let let you know. Let me get some guys to take him and his cronies out. Oh, now we all has fight. And oh, they beat us. We're just gonna go away. Um, it's it's been kind of messy. I I truly believe the fourth person in this group was intended to be Ridge Ridge Holland. Yeah, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, good thing they went with Pat with Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was was predicting and hoping that uh, you know Austin Theory was going to be the fourth. Well, the other option here was uh, Bronson Reed. That would have been a good pick. And and they set it up so they could have done it since McAfee was the last guy to enter the match oh. instead of going in. Like mm-hmm. stop, stop it and pulling a mic or something and being like, "See, I'm always one step ahead." You know, yeah. you thought you thought I was going to be in this match. You know, say hello to our fourth member. Yeah, Bronson Reed goes in and helps destroy UE and and McAfee's group stands tall. Yeah, which would make sense if they were going to take that whole feud and put it on SmackDown, since you know on Fox and McAfee's a Fox, you know personality uh, but who knows that might still happen so here's the thing why what reason do we have for it to continue <laughs> no, it's just None. like Cameron Grimes thing there's no reason to now because nobody got back like they didn't nope. you know that's the overall theme of the night and we've said it almost every single match 
And I circle it back to what Dwight said very, very early in the show tonight is that, is that this is supposed to be a feud ender. It's mm-hmm. supposed to, it's supposed to end, end careers. And mm-hmm. more importantly, it's supposed to end storylines and start new ones. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing that was on this show is going to make me watch NXT before a, uh, before AEW on Wednesday. And I think that's what a pay-per-view or a main show like this is supposed to do. It's supposed to excite you enough to continue to watch their show. And this did nothing of the sort. And you compare it and you, and you compare it to winter is coming from last from, from last week. And you compare the two shows because because Tony Khan has stated he wanted it to be a pay-per-view level show. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, which show do you want to watch more? Well, that's ex- like, that's the best point. That's, that's the winning point tonight is, you know, AEW put on a pay-per-view worthy show on a Wednesday night. They gave away for free where the whole wrestling world was buzzing about it. And people who, haven't watched wrestling in 20 years we're going oh shit sting was on well what is this sting you know hey sports group that i follow that that don't talk about wrestling pretty much ever lost their minds over sting showing up on tnt Mm -hmm. And, and that's and that's exactly it they had a buzz people are gonna tune into impact because they want to know what uh, omega is gonna say and and what is going on and and all of that and then you watch this and legitimately of all the matches at war games the only match that set things up for the future was the women's match and that's Raquel and and Io mm-hmm. every other every other match of the night you could look at it and go like well where the hell is this going from here true nowhere yeah, especially like yeah, that, the Cameron Grimes Dexter Loomis match. That Halloween Havoc should have been that. That should be into that. Yes. It wasn't. You know, and then of course, who knows? I, I think they would be best to cut bait with the whole Leon Ruff thing. They're not going to do that. But it was, it was, it was. You know, I will say this: it was better than um, GCW Slime Season, but only barely. Uh, <laughs> If I were to sit here and make a prediction of where I think things are going to go, Leon Ruff is going to get moved to the cruiserweight division. Probably as quickly as you can. We'll probably get a rushed match against Santos Escobar. Maybe he's going to end up winning, honestly, at this point. Um, Oh, my God. That would be so bad. (laughs) No, please, no. Please, no. have Have it be like... One one of the guys in Miguel del Fantasma messes up and hooks mm-hmm. him and, and causes a roll up. Something stupid. You you have the capabilities of booking it to where it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we need to get Legado del Fantasma on a takeover because they were though. No, no, no. They're in the dark match. Yeah, they were still oh, on the God. show. Who was able to watch it? The dark. Exactly. Watch it on two hundred five live. No one got to watch it. This is your mm. your arguably best stable besides Undisputed Era in WWE. 
and you haven't, you have nothing for them to take over. We have to change that. All right. Mm. Um, Not going to happen. Cross announced he's going to be back. We had, well, he didn't announce he's going to be back, but we had a carry in at mm-hmm. the entrance of the ring with the mm-hmm. TikTok. And here we mm-hmm. go. All right. Makes sense. Let's go. Yeah. Go probably cross Finn Balor, right? We got to go right to this, don't we? Mm-hmm. No, we don't, though. That's no, the don't. thing. It needs you. You need to build story. We don't. I know that some story is already there, but why jump the gun? Okay, I think the cross need needs to have a a credible opponent on on NXT on on an actual show. Yeah, yeah. I, what I mean is that like the NXT title match, the next big one is going to be Cross Balor. It should be for the it should be for the vacant NXT title because Balor should have been stripped. Agreed. And I know that mm-hmm. this is an argument for another day, but I am going to stand by my pistolas on this one. You no. know, if you don't defend a title for over thirty days, that's the way that's the way it should be. And here we are now, two and a half, like two plus months mm-hmm. into a reign, and and zero defenses. Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, one. It was the one where you mm-hmm. broke each other's jaws. Sorry. Like, um, <laughs> you know who's the biggest loser in this whole show? Van. Us. Ben. No, it's not. Oh, us. Sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 so it's not us. You know who's the biggest loser? Ben. It's Pete Dunn. What the hell are you guys uh, doing, with Pete Dunn, right now? Send his ass you, back to England. He's going to SmackDown. Literally baby. do anything with Pete Dunn. I think Pete he's Dunn cool. is fine. He's going also, to SmackDown. Also, the highlight of the whole night, by the way, was Pete Dunne and Adam Cole, that spot right before the end of the match mm-hmm. where he did the bitter end on the chair. Kudos to Adam Cole because that was rough. Oh. And also, props props to Pat McAfee for doing the small town off the cage. And nobody, they, nobody, nobody likes him because nobody caught him. Yeah. Listen, but yeah, that was a rough landing. He landed yes, right man. on his ass. Um, man, I was really hoping we were gonna figure out that Karen Q was the leader of this Boa Zayali thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's the only one who makes sense. You heard it here, mm-hmm. and she's still on the NXT roster, which surprised me. I thought she got cut back in April. No, oh. she's but she's injured. Is she injured? Well, she got yeah, she got hurt in a at a house show. Remember a NXT house show tore knee up. Oh boy, that was eight months ago. So we got yeah. time. She's still oh my COVID god. COVID time. Nobody knows how long that's been. That's yeah. okay. She'll just come out on her little throne thing that they showed. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna uh, dungeon of doom it. <laughs> uh, dungeon of doom. Well, yeah, screw that's you, God. It. That's it for war games. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> hey. Um, just to throw this out here, you know, tomorrow night is Tuesday and we're all going to be excited to watch impact. But if you're going to tune in at 6 PM, uh, NWA, uh, is going to be, they kicked back off last week. And so we got, we got some stuff popping up three matches confirmed for NWA shockwave, which is at 6 PM. I don't know if you guys noticed, but war games talk was so depressing. My emo hair came out. Yeah. Um, well, but also, since we're promoting shows there, NXT is darkness. Yep. MLW Fusion, you can catch that on YouTube every week. I know. 
Yeah. And that's good stuff. The Opera Cup. Yeah. And, and Dark. Dark also tomorrow. But, uh, that's going to be interesting. I wonder if they move Dark because I think it, well, it starts at 7.30, doesn't it? Uh, do Dark used to start at, I thought start Dark starts at 6.30. I don't know. I they, have, they have moved it back a couple times for various reasons right, uh, lately, like including the Mm-hmm. The video game thing, and uh, there was another reason it was moved back. Well, and and you know, Tony Khan had said that he was that you know, Dark essentially could be expanded and then made into two shows yeah. because they had enough material, you know. And I think uh, if you've ever watched it, I mean, it's a it's a marathon watch. Good. Dark is starting at seven Eastern tomorrow. Seven, seven. Maybe yeah, that they, just goes an hour. Then they might reduce the number of matches on it just to make sure it fits before impact. It says a huge card including new debuts, a big six man tag, and much more. New debuts. Yeah. Well, uh, let me just throw this out there while I'm. Uh, CC Chanel is going to face a uh, friend of the show, Camille, tomorrow night on NWA. Eli Drake oh. is going to take on Watts. And we're going to see Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly as your main event. Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. Love Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. A lot of great wrestling. A lot of great wrestling happening everywhere except for the WWE. <laughs> yeah. WWE, just stupid booking decisions, in my opinion. <laughs> they were leading up to the show and they're going to be coming out of the show. But the in ring work was good. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries. Also, are you guys catching on that? Takeovers, you can't have a takeover without someone getting injured. Oh, for sure. Like, this, this is becoming a trend. What did you see? Oh. Oni Lorkin's eye. <laughs> yeah, well, see that on the middle of the match. <laughs> how how is AEW the show that has less restrictions and more bleeding and more stupid spots, and they're less injured every week? Well, it's just Matt Hardy all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one Matt Hardy spot is gonna take up everything else for takeover this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, this might have been the most negative show we've ever done. So, here's the thing. When Karrion Cross comes back and wins the world title. Hmm? When yeah. Cross comes back and wins the world title, yeah. who, who are they possibly going to be able to put up to beat him? Priest? Is Priest the only believable person? Yeah. It's a shame he's going to get fed to him. If Adam Cole is still there, but... Who knows? Uh, I don't know because if you saw Carrie, if you saw Killer Cross and Austin Aries, you know they had some good. They had some good matches, and so uh, I, so well, I, I think you, I, you you could do no, that. Cross is capable of um, carrying. No pun intended. Uh, you know, smaller guys to matches mm-hmm. are great. Um, I just yeah, be with a big guy. Mm-hmm. What? Oh yeah, come on! It's Killer Cross. The only person who can beat a killer is another killer. That's right, serial killer. So oh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is gonna knock out Carrying Cross to win the NXT World Title. Okay. Well, you remember how I didn't care about NXT? No, I super don't care. Here's the thing. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? You could see them doing it, can't you? Oh my God! You could see him doing it. Don't worry, Leon. Leon, and no, Leon oh Ruff my. is going to be the next NXT champion. Don't worry. Mm. God. Yeah. Maybe, maybe right. 
if they get it right, Kushida, but you know. They won't. We're not that lucky, Matthew. Yeah, that, that, that will not happen. For a very long time. But it, uh, guys, if if you enjoyed the negativity tonight, we mm-hmm. don't bring it a lot, but it was there today. <laughs> or if maybe you just want to change our moods, fill us up with that good mood feeling, you can support us at kofi.com slash pwo123. For the price of one cup of coffee, you can make us – uh, you know, really help us put this show on. And we really greatly mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, Cod, what you got? Um, hectic couple of days. Um, we got two quick counts coming tomorrow. Um, the ref bump debuting later this week. Got some wires crossed on some dates. Um, but very busy coming down the pipe. Also, one thing we didn't make note of, um, the only thing notable to come out of SmackDown on Friday was uh, Biggie. Um, music. Yeah, um, new music back to his um, back to his weightlifting powder, um, you know stuff. Uh, you know uh, before the match. Longtime um, wrestling fan Wally made his uh, entrance music. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Um, all he needs to do is go back to the five count and everything will be right with the world. Um, enough, man. I need five. Oh, but, uh, good. I'm sorry. No, but yeah. Um, yeah. Get on, get on some quick count, you know, like it. Um, I leave all of the, um, timestamps in the, in the description when you click on the video. So you can feel like you're watching it with me whenever you want. And I'm there to mm-hmm. critique it and take a crap on Goldberg uh, very frequently, take a crap on Kevin Nash towards the end of his WCW mm-hmm. run, um, mm-hmm. praise all of, of Jushin Thunder Liger when he was in WCW, um, laugh at all the ridiculous battle bowls that they had in the early 90s for, for, for a Starcade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that horrible Hulk Hogan versus uh, the uh, the butcher match from Starcade oh, okay. nineteen ninety four. Um, that one's a, that one was an absolute pleasure to do. Um, mm. and, and and you know we all say the Hulk Hogan is probably one of the worst people you know in in professional wrestling. Ed Ed um, Ed Leslie is definitely number two. Then are you sure? Yes. Because I just yeah. thought something that's worse than. Dexter Loomis winning the NXT World Title. No, well, hey, just think about this. And then, didn't Hulk Hogan didn't Hulk Hogan also uh, mess around with his girlfriend or something like that too? Like recently, <laughs> too. So anyway, whatever. So Hulk uh, Hogan is Hulk Hogan is first, but by a long shot. Uh, you said you got something different vibing for us. What? You said you had something with a different vibe for us. Oh God. Um. <laughs> What the hell was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, if you want something positive, WWE, make sure you watch that Keith Lee um, yeah. hour long thing. It is really good. It's really cool. It's cool to see that his family is a bunch of like wrestling marks. They talked about his grandma taking him. Uh, to see the Von Eriks back in Texas when he was a little kid. No, no, no. I think it was just his mom, uh, just his uh, grandma. 
I don't think he was there. Oh, I thought they said as a little kid they would go see it. No, nah, I think she they were playing at the uh she she became a wrestling fan by watching the Von Erics and WC. Okay, yeah, maybe that's yes. what the point is uh like you know, the family is real wrestling marks and like hearing his mom be like Oh, and it came down to him and Roman Reigns, and I love Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, but oh no, not with my son in the ring. Like it was just really cool. <laughs> it was just really cool because like you could tell she was she was a legit mark and like <laughs> having con- conflicted feelings that uh and it was right no, it was it wasn't it was Roman, Randy. it was Randy Orton. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm a huge Randy Orton fan, but he's wrestling my son. And from against myself. Yeah, it was just really cool um, because you know people get you know caught up in the work and even his his mom. His his legitimate history is crazy. Um, And speaking by by world class uh, championship wrestling legend Killer Tim Brooks was uh, who trained. Uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, who passed no, away this year. Talk about that. He he mm-hmm. actually, um, not to spoil too much, but um, he flew right back in from his funeral, like right before he won the NXT, like the week of him winning the yeah. NXT World Title. Awesome. It was yeah, and like they they had a quick little interview after he won the belt and was talking about it. And like he was very emotional and he was crying a little bit. Like it was, it was really, really awesome. It's one of those awesome. things where maybe if you're not a fan of his in ring, you're going to become a fan of him as a person. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I don't know how you can be a fan of his in ring work, but uh, man, it, is, mm-hmm. it is a beautiful story. Um, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's crazy. It really is about all that WWE is getting right nowadays, but those things are awesome. Hey, let me let me go ahead and pile on for you. Um, okay. So they shot main event before Raw tonight. Um, somebody did return um, that was, that's been off of TV for a while. Um, on, main, on main event. Correct. Somebody that was in hot water due to some uh, political statements that they made on their Twitter. Oh, oh. Jackson Riker has aligned himself with the musical icon Elias. Oh, um, that makes sense. I heard Elias is getting a gimmick change. Yeah, so um, no. the only thing that's on Twitter um, is him still sitting on his bar stool playing his guitar and just Jackson Riker's just standing next to him. But um, big spoiler, I guess, depending on who you are, um, that Jackson Riker is back. Well, hey, before we go, I want to throw out, uh, much like Guns N' Roses' infamous Chinese Democracy album that took like eight years to finally be released. Um, yeah. So do your damn homework. I, I, I think we've settled on it. And um, I actually wrote the, uh, I did a whole lot of research. That's why I re- watched GCW. I really wanted to focus on the new format, which is the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be you know um rip that gimmick right off jeff hart so stuff that's going on today that maybe you didn't see like you didn't see um jordan oliver against chris bay at gcw slime uh season which you should watch um 
Leo Rush did uh, uh, return there as the Black Heart. Now he went back to that gimmick, and he he uh, that that was that met. He showed had some ring rust for sure. But anyway, we're going to talk about the things that are going on that you don't know about. Uh, that some stuff from from back in the day, Bester was, and then some stuff to look out for. So coming up in the future, there's, hey, uh, there's some. It's going to be awesome. So you said Jordan see. Oliver. Yes, Jordan. Is Oliver. that Olympic wrestler Jordan Oliver? Is that the same Jordan Oliver? Well, no. I really, I really don't know. I, that's what I was asking. Oh man! Um, but now I gotta, now I gotta look that up and see. I don't I know. Think Pat's but, already on it. Well, and and I will say this for slime season to throw it out there: it, the show was was um, uh, it, they held it in Vegas, but it essentially was a fundraiser for for you know indie wrestlers that haven't been able to work and that you know that 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 haven't been able to get paid i mean i can i could critique the show but ultimately that they had the show was awesome yeah. um w has been all about that this entire time they put on right. i think it was 40 shows a couple right. of weekends ago when they did blood sport they literally just marathon shows um that they all put on fightful right and fights, i mean it's all Fightful's pretty cool too. I like Sean Rossap, but uh, Jacob Fatu was on this uh, against Matthew Justice with Jacob Fatu, which is your Major League Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. Um, you know, we had so it was there was lots of there, there was good things to watch. There was some hot garbage to watch. Uh, I'm pointing to you, Kikataro and Alley Cat, but anyway, um, it was it was entertaining, and I didn't I watched it all the way to the end. So anyway, you'll hear more about it later. Um. <laughs> oh God! You know what? It is. It is the the Olympic wrestler, I believe. That is cool. He's a two time NCAA national champ. You know what though? And I'm I'm feeling kind of dumb for this. Uh, Dwight. Yeah. Is Jordan Oliver a part of uh MLW's group with? Um. God, I was looking at this. Oh my god, well, I can't remember the name. Yes, no, yes, he yes, yes, yes. Injustice. Yeah, injustice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He he did put out a tweet with uh the classic wrestling stable, the union, and said, Remember when WWE or uh, when wrestling happens? Yes. <laughs> um so fire, everything. <laughs> We're yeah. everybody shooting. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, I'll say too, I mean, to be he can he can fly. <laughs> to be a uh, accomplished amateur wrestler, he picked up on the uh, coming off the top rope and doing flippity flips very well. Oh, he sure. he was explosive, man. He's an explosive wrestler. Speaking um, of flippity flips, um, Ricochet and Dana Brooke have just defeated Retribution on Raw. <laughs> I'm glad to see Ricochet is finally getting his big break. Oh, man. Guys, that is the end of our show. We're going to have to go sit through Monday Night Raw. Um, oh, my word. So if you want to fund our alcohol, that would be good. Good news. There is a Monday Night Football game on if you don't want to watch Raw. Um, we, we have to. Also, congratulations, 1972 Miami Dolphins, for still being the only undefeated football team in NFL history. <laughs> Sorry, okay. God. That's eh, okay. Um so what I was gonna say regular season, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll see everyone on Thursday. We're gonna talk to you guys 
geez, there's a whole lot we're going to need to. Impact, AEW, maybe we'll talk about NXT if they do something worthy. I, mm. I don't know. After this weekend, I don't, I don't particularly want to after, after everything coming up. Uh, this weekend is the finals of uh, Super Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors in New Japan. That, that's coming up on Friday. So we're it's gonna been fantastic. Um, we're going to talk about that. God, one of these matches might be the most predictable matches in the world to me, but we'll see if I'm right. I don't know. Um, we'll talk about that Thursday. So get ready for some New Japan, AEW, and Impact conversations, and hopefully maybe we'll give you an Opera Cup update. Um, mm. There's a lot a lot happening between now and Thursday. Happier days for wrestling fans coming. So, okay. we will see you all Thursday. Uh, support us. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out right here on Facebook if you're watching with it. Uh, if you're on the podcast listening to it, leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. Let us know. We like seeing how, how you guys hear us. Maybe when you got to check our audio, talk to us. Only way we know. So, With that, we must bid you adieu. We'll see you all Thursday. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Mm -hmm. Quick count.